Hello everyone, my name is Natalie Ledwell and this is the inspiration uh, this is the inspiration show I should say. <laughs> um, it's going to be a great show today. We actually have quite a, um, a deep subject to go into and that is all about um, awakening consciousness. Um, and uh, to help me go delve deep into this conversation today, can you please help me welcome my guest Miriam Knight. How are you Miriam? I'm very well Natalie, thank you so much. Wonderful. Now, Miriam is here because she is the author of a new book called What Wags the World? Tales of Conscious Awakening. Um, with the, Just the title of the book itself had me so intrigued. I'm like, I must have you on the show so we can expand on this subject because I think it is obviously a very pertinent a subject. It's a very timely subject. Um, and I think a lot of people are experiencing a, a yearning or an awakening or something that's happening to them for the first time where they're really identifying that they have a soul and they need to nurture their soul and get more connected to that. So we're going to delve into that conversation. But before we do that, why don't we start with uh, your background and your story and how you got to write this amazing book. Well, I had always been in sort of um, research administration, uh, financial administration, you know, corporate executive, and uh, was living in London when my husband had a very dramatic awakening experience when a, a friend of ours who killed himself started speaking to him afterwards. And we looked into the subject deeply and this was a big wrench for us because we were both left-brained individuals. My husband was a lawyer and a merchant banker and you know I was really science-oriented. And the more we studied, the more things started to make sense and we both did a midlife shift and both became healers. And we ended up here in Portland, Oregon uh, to join a community that is so open to, to alternative things and to healing and, and um, alternative medicine. And we've kind of never looked back. Um, I ended up publishing a holistic magazine and then went online with New Consciousness Review, my main um, business now, which is a, a, an online magazine and website for reviewing books and films and interviewing their authors. Wonderful. So I'm, I'm happy to hear that Portland has a bubble as well. I always talk about uh, the California bubble um, where you know we're so, so surrounded with like-minded people um, and that's kind of like what I want to try in, in, um, to create here on the Inspiration Show is to have these conversations that maybe you know, um, are not you know really um, accepted in in a lot of circles, but to be able to bring this conversation mainstream, so that we can sort of open up people's um, awareness to to these different types of healing modalities um, and different ways of of looking at life and looking at the world. Now, um, what I'd like to do to start off this conversation is just ask you what your definition of um, of awareness, uh, awakening consciousness, is. There really is no one definition, Natalie, and it happens in so many different ways. I mean, some people just wake up to the fact that you can't believe what's on the news and you have to learn for yourself. Other people realize that to do the best for themselves and their families and their bodies, they need to change their diets, they need to take exercise. Then you, you go uh, and, and, and buy organic clean food and you know forget about the sugar and all that stuff. Then you go deeper into it and you start understanding that we are energy beings at our foundation. And all the different 
um, influences that have a profound that can make profound changes in our body, then we start understanding the power of our thinking, the power of our thinking to change our physiology, the power of our thinking to manifest what we want in the world. So these are all uh, kind of points along a continuum. And we never stop awakening. We're always learning. We're always growing. And, and our perception is growing. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree. Like even in this year, like it's been, it's what, the, the beginning of February. And um, and already it's like I'm, I'm already thinking differently and looking at things completely differently just because of a shift that I've had. And I think that it happens more and more. And I agree with you. It is a lifelong process. Because, um, you know, there is no one person that is perfect um, and there's no one situation that is perfect. Um, and the more that we can go through these different life challenges and different situations uh, without judgment, um, it really helps us to understand more about ourselves um, and who we really are. So so tell me, what was the, what's the main message in the book or what's the purpose or motivation behind writing the book? Well, I have two kind of agendas. Um, one is to get people perhaps to look back on their own lives and understand that things that they might have experienced that they have tucked away because they didn't have a context for them, because they didn't understand um, what, you know, how to fit that into their, their understanding of reality, and they didn't want other people to think they were crazy. So they just kind of ignored them. The fact is that these things were real. Uh, yeah, people do have imagination, but imagination is the way that we birth things into being. Imagination is the engine of creativity. So my, uh, by taking all these people from mainstream occupations, I mean, these were not woo-woo types. These were not flakes in any mag sense of the, the word. They were military officers, C medical doctors, CEOs of multinational corporations, college professors, um, deep sea divers, you know, it, just the whole spectrum of people who had amazing experiences. Now, sometimes the experiences were dramatic or traumatic. You know, they happened in an instant and forever changed them, something like a near-death experience or... Uh, a, a dark night of the soul where you, you, your soul just cries out for help and you get an answer. In other cases, it was just a gradual kind of almost an intellectual process. And <clears throat> sometimes those intellectual processes, which are probably more common, are the hardest to acknowledge and to accept, to trust in. Because you're always looking for proof. Is this my imagination? Is it real? You know, so I wanted to present a book where I asked 37 people the same three questions. Did you have an experience that caused you to change your idea your, of the nature of reality? What was it? Two, how did, what, what um, intuition, what, what understanding did you get from that experience and how did it change your life? And then number three, what's your message to the reader? And all of these experiences are so very different that I'm hoping the range of them um, that 
one or more will resonate with, with any reader who comes to it. Wonderful. So which one of those stories resonated more with you? Oh gosh, it's so hard to choose. Um, I've never had a near-death experience, so those are really, really dramatic. And the description of what life really is, you know, that it's, it, we're immortal in, in a true sense, that we, our intelligence, our consciousness persists. That is a mind-blowing concept once you truly accept that because you can never look at life the same again. And, and the other thing is that the universe really is, at its foundation, love. Uh, that's such a misunderstood word and it has so much baggage. But in my understanding, particularly as, as informed by a lot of these stories, it's that the essence of creation is, is to enable the creator to know everything that we can be. Every, and, and we are all kind of divine sparks of that central source, that, that flame of, of creation. And so it's like God trying to know itself and God expanding. I know God has a lot of baggage, but use whatever word you want. Yeah. You know, it's interesting when you, uh, well, I was just thinking then when you're talking about, you know, saying something like when, you know, love has a lot of baggage. Um, the only time love gets a bad rap is when there's behavior um, or personality uh, situations around it that is acting out of fear. Mm -hmm. you know, and it's the same thing with God. When you when you talk about God, and, and you know, God is a word, and it does describe this incredible entity. And we all have different definitions of what that is, and there's no right or wrong definition. We I think that we all have our personal definition, which is amazing. Um, but you know, the only time it gets a bad rap is when there is any kind of behaviour uh, that is based in fear associated with that. You know, with that word or with that definition of what we have. Absolutely. And you know, I interviewed Neil Donald Walsh just uh, a week or so ago about his latest book. And he points out that um, religions have this internal uh, contradiction. They're talking about a God of love, but you're supposed to fear him. You know, duh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Yeah, that's excellent. You know, and you know the other thing, and this is like a little sidebar, but I, I, I'd like to get your take on is, for the first time in, in forever, um, there are all these uh, articles um, going around about the current Pope, and, um, and most of these articles are just made up. They, they're not actually true. But they have the Pope, they're quoting the Pope, um, talking all these New Age, um, new age principles. Um, but these stories are getting such worldwide, um, you know, world, worldwide uh, attention that don't, don't you think that there's like a shift happening already? And, and maybe these words haven't came out of the Pope's mouth, but surely that, that people are starting to see religion in a different way or see God in a different way? I don't think it's a coincidence that he chose the name Francis. Mm. Uh, Francis really was the saint of, of love. And I see you have love prominently behind you on the yes. wall. <laughs> uh, I, I, I feel in my bones that uh, this papacy is a big shift and 
is going to herald in major changes. And and you know, the Catholic Church uh, I think is is almost a bellwether for religion in general. If, if the Catholic Church goes down this road of love and inclusivity, um, I can only hope that it will give um, you know the, the heads of other religions, particularly now with all of the um, Islamic uh, community being kind of tarred with the brush of terrorism. I think it's important that leaders of the Islamic faith speak out about the true nature of their faith and that it has absolutely nothing to do with terrorism and to really put a fatwa on all of these horrible people and their horrible deeds. Yeah, the religion and uh, the, and and God itself uh, does not, um, you know, advocate terror. I'm sure and ter terroristic um, activities. And we've definitely gone way off track here, but um, but you know, but I and I know at the core of every religion, love is the basis. You know, and that's why I think regardless of you know what your beliefs are. Um, if what you believe helps to make you a very good person and gives you morals and helps you to understand what happens in life, then then it's an amazing thing, um, and we all should have something like that in our lives. So I totally agree with that. So what's what's the main lesson that you would like readers to walk away with after reading your book, Miriam? Oh gosh, that we have within us uh, the most valuable gift of intuition. And if we only would allow that internal GPS system to be our guide, instead of listening to the media, instead of listening to our peers and everything, tune into yourself, know what's right for you, and let that be your guide, um, I, I think the world would be a much better place. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, Miriam, where can we send people if they want to uh, purchase the book and find out more or connect with you? Well, I would love for people to connect with me. I would invite them to my website of New Consciousness Review, and the website is ncreview.com. And uh, there's a contact link there, and I would love to hear from you. I'd love to hear your own experiences, maybe for my next book. And, uh, of course, you can buy the book on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and a bookstore near you. So do patronize your local bookstore. Wonderful. So guys, remember, um, you can click on the banner to the side if you're watching this online, or the banner underneath this video if you're watching this on the app, um, and you can go straight through to Miriam's website from there. So thank you again, Miriam, for joining me today. As I knew, it was going to be a very interesting conversation, and it was an absolute pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much for having me, Natalie. Absolute pleasure. Now, guys, I encourage you to share this video, which you can do by clicking the Facebook and the Twitter share buttons on this page. Um, and also make sure that you leave your email in the box on this page so I can send you the Manifesting with the Masters video e-course. It's actually valued at $87, and I'd love to send it to you for free. So until the next time, remember to live large, choose courageously, and love without limits. We'll see you soon.